Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast. Where's the comic book problem? Shake the shit out of it. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we have a full boatload of people here today. Um, let's see, eating her uh, barbecue. Actually, there's a lot of barbecue being eaten today on the show, too, as well. Uh, but out in Colorado, we have Lena. Uh, here in California, we have Ellen with me. We have Todd and Adam in the same room in Utah, which is a very conference. And we have Clark listening in, so uh, we might hear him as well. Say hi, Clark. Hi, Clark. Hi, Clark. I'm just going to derail. And we're all vaccinated, so we can do this now. So. I know, right? Woo, woo. Uh, anyway, so this is our second book in our Pride Month. Uh, this is a book called Fence. Uh, which yep. is about the sport of fencing, uh, an apropos title, if ever there was one. Um, and let's see. There, I, I, I want to know: is it the artist Joanna the Mad? Is that is that her name? Yes, yes. that, that name. is a great name. Yes, because it's C J. Paca, the cat, the cat. I'm just gonna let you hang there, yeah. and we're just gonna <laughs> hang our hat on your pronunciation. Keep going, Brian. It's <laughs> Yeah, who was it illustrated by, honey? Keep going. Uh, Come Joanna on. the Mad is illustrated by mm-hmm. colors. Joanne Lafuente, Lafuente, Fuente, yeah, Lafuente. You say it with authority, and you'll be fine. You are in Southern California. There's a place called Lafuente. Here's the thing. No Fuente, not Fuente. Yeah, with the F. Okay. Also, she grew up in a border town. She can do Spanish well better than I ever will be able to. I don't know. It's okay, continue. Letters by who? Jim Campbell. We don't have to go all the way down the line. I mean, well, that's a British name, Jim Campbell. <laughs> it's a secret agent. Um, anyway, uh, so general gist of it: this is a book about uh, a guy who ends up going to a private school to become a fencer, and uh, and ends up meeting his arch nemesis and finding out that he is shocking. Spoiler alert: dun dun dun. His roommate, um, and polarity and chaos ensues. Um, so, with that being said, Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Oh uh, yeah, our cocktail this week is called On Guard. You're going to take a, uh, in an ice-filled shaker, you're going to add one ounce of a London uh, dry-style gin, half an ounce of a dry vermouth, a half an ounce of Cointreau, and then a half ounce of Campari. Now you're going to stir this for 30 seconds. You're not going to shake it, and you're going to strain into a coupe glass, and you're going to take a lemon peel with no zest, and you're going to twist it to express the lemon oil over the glass, and then enjoy. Okay. We can make that. Can we? We can make that. Okay, so we're here doing fancy bougie drinks, so we should try that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because most of the time I can't always make these things because I don't have all the fancy stuff at home. So yeah, that, Todd has lots of fancy. Things. The problem is that Todd had, has all the fancy things. Well, and, and when we were first started, I tried to make all of them, and I kept buying so many obscure alcohols. That, like, oh, it's I had, terrible. Like, bottles that I used for like one drink, and then like I was like, what? What else am I going to use this? Like, what do I really want to like have people walk into my house and see a bottle of blue hypnotic? Like, I don't want to have to explain. That. Like no. nobody's totally fine That's one that you just um. That's a bad trip, man. Yeah, but he's totally fine with the the Hellboy whiskey having Fuck four bottles yeah. of that. <laughs> Fuck yeah! You have Hellboy whiskey. I've got Walking Dead whiskey. Yeah, no, they did a Hellboy whiskey, and like the only way to order it is you had to order it like in a batch of like four or five bottles. So uh. I bought like four or five. It's basically Fireball. Um, uh. 
yeah, it's 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 not good. And we have like four not bottles good. of it. And it it looks like water with red food coloring in it. Like literally I could uh, drain the bottles, put water with red food coloring in it, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, so the worst to taste it. cocktail mixed drink that I'm aware of is a uh, mutual friend of Brian and I's. Um his name is Ryan. I'm gonna leave the last name out. He uh, created, in honor of uh, 90s icon Vanilla Ice, the Vanilla Ice, and it was in a double shot glass. It was one shot Ice 101, which is a peppermint schnapps, and one shot of Vanilla Vodka. No. Oh, <laughs> it is no. horrendous. It's like, how bad can something get that bad? See, I have a really big problem with uh, cinnamon schnapps like Goldschlager because the most drunk I've ever been when I was in California making liquid cocaine, which I've done the recipe on this show. So 151 Jaeger and Goldschlager. And I wasn't a good enough bartender back then to actually know how to make it so I could make like one or two shots at a time. So I just do a shot of each and then do three shots. Well, I couldn't always find two people to do shots with me. So I was taking two to every one. And <laughs> to this day, I, I can't. Like cinnamon's fine. I can do like fireball, but cinnamon schnapps, I can't. Just the smell. Nope. See, Ice 101 got me sick. I threw up blue. And you could just say peppermint for about a year, and my stomach would go, rip, 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 rip. don't do that. Do you have right, Gold Slugger in your, in your collection, Todd, currently? I do. Okay. Because I remember you that was some of the first alcohol drink. we had in our in our apartment in college. Was gold. Huh? Gold Yeah. I remember licking it off the countertop so not to waste it. I remember that. <laughs> We were in a, because it was Utah, we were in a dry apartment complex, so I was Todd's spotter. I basically had to babysit him when he was drunk to make sure we didn't get kicked out of her. Dude, we had so much booze in there, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was so interesting. Like, the apartment three doors down was getting raided every third week. Yeah. And they didn't give two craps about us. They're like, you guys keep it under control. We don't care. Yeah. So, we also didn't yeah. have a neon PBR sign in our window. Yeah, they did kind of invite trouble. Yeah. Um, not, not the brightest bulbs in the box, but Anyway, okay. uh, speaking of drinking, let's jump into some drinking games. I'm going to let Ellen go first because I really like her. She's already told me. So what is your drinking game rule? Oh, uh, uh, it's whenever they feel a strong emotion. It's called too angry or no. Uh, too much emotion. Too can't... much emotion can't draw. Um, so every time <laughs> they put like an, a manga face in, when they have big mm-hmm. emotions, you have to drink. Because that's like You're a bad, face. bad person. That was my backup <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, big emotion can't draw. Okay. Uh Adam, what's yours? Uh so mine's called lingo. Every time they use some kind of word that's tied to fencing. Okay. Uh Lena. Technique. Anytime they go into the technique or things that have to do with all the dynamics of fencing, take a drink. And by the way, okay. you're gonna get hit with that a few times in like one pan on like one page. So, so yeah. Concept. Yeah, every time like yeah. mine's like, oh, they said the name of the sword again. It's an epee, or it's a, or how you say it, or it's a saber. You, you're going to drink a lot. So oh, I know yeah, these aren't nice. Yeah, uh, Mr. Todd, the wall of no. <laughs> every time someone says a phrase that the coach then points at and makes them do a yep. run around the thing, you have to take a drink. Okay, uh, and mine is called in honor of uh, Wayne's World Schwing. Every time someone <laughs> lifts up their shirt to either show their abs or reveal a sword. Either way, take a drink. Uh, so, and by so reveal a sword, you mean <laughs> metal? You take that to mean whatever you mean. Whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> the crossing of swords in this book, I mean, it doesn't happen in this issue. I don't know if it goes on further. Adam, you actually read this entire series already, right? I did. So it's all on Comicsology Unlimited, and I read the first one and really enjoyed it. So, and then I was like, you know what? Why? There are hundred pages each, and after yeah. all the ads, not ads, but all the everything else, it's like ninety. 
I tore through it all like in an hour and a half. And there is a fifth one now, but it's a young adult novel. And I'm sorry, I like my books to have pictures. So. (laughs) Oh, does Clark have a drinking game? I have a drinking game. Let's do the drinking game. Remember the Battle of the Bulge. (laughs) (laughs) It takes up half the panel. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I was thinking something along those lines too, Clark, actually. As Ellen shows me, that's gross. So, yeah. is this a boys only private high school? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so okay. Bobby is a very effeminate man then. They yes. use the pronouns I, he for Bobby. Yeah, that's what it is. Because I was at first I was like, oh, Bob- Bobby could be girl too. Like I didn't think yeah, anything right. of it. I wondered until, that. Until um Nicholas had said he lives with, and I was like, oh, so is this a like he's very he wears skirts, he's very girly, and that's why yeah. I was like, I think he's a boy. Like clips in the hair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally fine over all the boys. Yeah, and that's why I was like, okay, so he's not at a co-ed boarding school. He's at a yeah. boys only boarding school. And I didn't get that until they made until he made mention that that Bobby was a boy. And then I was like, okay, I got it. I there think go. on the panel where they show the name of the school, I think it actually says that it's a boys school. Mm-hmm. Oh, does it? Um, and that's where I caught that, yeah. Uh, King's Row Boys School. Oh, and so, but I that was actually that. something I really liked about this book is I like the fact that Bobby's uh, identity, people's sexual interests was not like a plot point. It was just like mm. part of the thing. Like it was just like, okay, yeah. Right. Bobby can be whoever the fuck he wants to be and go by whatever pronouns. And that's yeah, the biggest, fine. And the I- biggest issue Bobby really ran into is that he's short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> You know what? I've lived with that tra- problem my entire life as well, so I, I understand that well. But it was it was kind of cool because we were talking. I mean, during um, Black History Month about how you know it's sort of nice t- to see something that is a about a uh, minority group that isn't purely about being the other. And I really kind of appreciated, enjoyed that part of this this book. Um, but we got that with Aiden as well, his little hoey self that he is. Yes. Yeah, Aiden yeah. is straight um, up a little teenage hoe. <laughs> oh, and what's funny yeah, is, yeah. is it, it doesn't matter if he's straight or gay. I know plenty of men who yeah. are very much like this when I was in high school. So I was just like, oh, you're, and then he's like, he's rich. That's why. And I'm like, oh, I went to high school with like a lot of guys like this. So yeah, like the flippy <laughs> hair. Ugh, yeah. Everything. Every, the way he was drawn, his attitude, the fact that his family comes from money, his, yeah. and I don't, and, and Adam, I did this, like, I read the first volume and then I was like, well, this is the end. Well, fuck this. And I just <laughs> kept reading because I was like, I need to know that my biggest issue with this book more than anything is that it's very slow yeah and you and like to get anything from any of the characters or anything you have to read more than one volume and it's i read three of them um in less than an hour like it just it doesn't they're quick reads yeah they're super quick reads and they're interesting it's not like but man just that first volume you're like i have no idea what exactly is is exposition yeah it's just and it's a lot of like 
giving you the background on fencing and everything. And, and it's really cool, but it's also like, okay, they're roommates. Are they going to fall in love? Is there something that's going to happen here? Like, there's like a lot of tension between the two of them. Go between him and Harvard? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it just, oh, or the, the main guy, yeah. Between Nicholas and whatever his name is. Satai or Satai? Satai, whatever. Yeah, whatever his name is. Him. The two, the two that are roommates. Like, but even then, with Aiden and Harvard, it feels very like Aiden just like up and leaves when Harvard sends him a tech. Now again, I don't know if this happened in this in this volume. It could have totally happened in a different volume. But like there's like there's there's tension between a lot of the people that are roommates. Like Bobby and his roommate are very much like, there's something Sorry. that's going on. So it's just, it seems really interesting. Um, well, but you don't get any of, you don't get any of that from just reading the first volume. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have to keep reading. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole thing with like Aiden and Harvard, like that's addressed really well in a later issue. And it goes, it, it kind of like, it's a, it's like just literally one line, but the moment they say it, all of a sudden you get a completely different side of Aiden you've, than you've ever seen before. Like you kind of get why he's such a douchebag and like this, this man whore. And it's like, oh, like I, I wouldn't have seen this earlier on. And like, yeah, like, as much as I absolutely love this book, it's, it's one that I almost, it's very decompressed. Exactly. I would rather have been able to, cause it's so short. It's, it's 12 issues, but it's like, you know, three, probably 300 pages total. Um, and there's Clark showing off groin, um, bulge dot as you do. It almost would have been fun to do this as like one whole series. Like we've yeah. done before with like kingdom come and some other ones. It's one that was so, like you said, like I read the whole thing in an hour, maybe an hour and a half at most. To where it didn't feel like because it, it, it's a page turner, you can keep on going. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, this is one I I think it would have benefited from reading the whole series because it's going to be difficult to go back now and be like, oh, I can only judge this one slice, like the first piece of the pie that I read. Um, but I want to keep on reading, and we've always said that's my highest compliment. If I want to keep on yeah. keep yeah. on going and reading, and and yeah, so I remember like I looked into the, doing this for I think our very first LGBT Pride Month, mm-hmm. um, and I was at Barnes Noble and was flipping through it, and I was like, how is this gay? Like I, I wasn't like reading, I was flipping through it. And I think I was looking for something that was more overtly gay. And what I really, really enjoyed about this is, yes, there are queer characters. There are gay characters. Um, it almost seems like everyone's gay somehow. Uh, is the main character gay? They don't no, They don't ever address that. I have no idea. It's, it's to this know. point. It's, it's but there is a weird, like, sexual tension. Or and that, maybe not sexual. Well, maybe I sword. was reading into that. But there's definitely a very big tension that happens between yes. him and his roommate. That you're just like, are, like, are y'all going to kiss? Like, what's going to happen? Like, it just... <laughs> And here's the thing. If you put them into the same thing where it was one was a woman and one was a man, you would automatically be like, oh, they totally like each other. But because it's two men, you question like, okay, is this like a just like a macho thing? Or is there like a sexual tension here? There's like a lot of tension between them going through. I mean, I only read the first three, three volumes, but like there's a lot of tension. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, and speaking of your idea of it being a male and a female, one of the things I noticed is there is a lot of similarities between uh, the movie uh, It Happened One Night and this, which literally is where that that cliche of the curtain of like uh, of a sheet or whatever comes the from. It's called The Jericho. Walls of Jericho. Yeah, which the funniest thing I ever... Because like, it's a movie classic. It's the first comedy to ever win an Academy Award for Best Picture. Um, and the funny thing was, is when I first saw it, I went, oh, fuck. This is where they stole the plot for Spaceballs. Because it's the same plot <laughs> as Spaceballs. But it's like... it's So, yeah, anyway. It so, Happened One Night is has been redone... 
quite a, a few, few times. times. But and a lot of sitcoms in the 80s did the same thing too. Movie, and everybody should watch it if you haven't. Yeah, it's really good. It's a great movie. So, uh, Todd, I haven't heard a whole lot from you. What's your thoughts? It's um. So I've read three volumes of this as well. Well, I'm and, not feeling like the slacker in this. Well, I just read the first volume today. So, <laughs> yeah, Clark's reading it right now. So, <laughs> so he's in the volume of this. Good. It's um. So it's I I read three volumes, right? We were supposed to read one for this, and I read three, and yeah. it fleshes out so much more. The real challenge with that, the first four issues is not enough. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. My opinion of this over the three I have read is very different from just the, the 12 issues I read is very different from the four issues I've read. Um, Tom King, another um, writer, is also accused very often of decompressed stories. And this is very decompressed because you, you have a little bit of backstory. You have a little bit of an event and then time passes and now they're at this high school and i think the force four issues once he gets into the high schools takes over place what a week two three days maybe yeah it's hardly any time but it introduces the characters well it gets what's going on but it still leaves a whole lot of mystery doing it the writing is um i got so much more out of it reading the three volumes from the first one it's like dude what the fuck happens next yeah i want to know more and is that a problem of the, um, this is more like a three-part, ep- the three volumes I read, it felt much more like a three-part episode or a three-episode mm-hmm. arc. Yeah. And it's like, this would make a great, yeah, three episodes of a show. But if I say, oh, this is it, part one, and be like, well, let's keep going because it's not done yet. Yeah. And it's um, oftentimes trades have a tendency to be an arc. They're four to six issues typically, and they try to keep an arc to about that. Sometimes the more prestige arcs are up to 12 issues. Prestige loosely, right? But it's um with this first four, the characters were great. The you've got this main character that has this drive in him that is um he's upset at two things. He is really upset at his perceived rival while his rival goes. One of my favorite scenes from the TV show Mad Men is he's got an underling and you've got Don Draper in an elevator. And the underling is going, I think you're doing this to me. I think you're doing this to me. And you're doing this to me. And you're doing this to me. And Don's been quiet the whole time. They get there. The door opens up. Don looks at him and goes, honestly, I don't think about you at all. And he just walks out. Yeah. And um, that's very much the dynamic of what we're seeing, especially in this first volume of you're not I I this person that has made such an enormous impact on their life. And then the other person going, I'm not even sure I'd recognize you. Yeah. Kind of a moment Um, to hark back to Harleen is when you had the Joker and Harley Quinn going, do I know you? I don't know you until they scared. It's like, oh, oh, I remember you. And that moment there felt very much repeated here. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was done pretty well. Um, This is Pride Month. And I am two double old fashions in, by the way, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So this is what you get. Um, this is Pride Month, and what's so great is, what's the sexuality of the main character? I have no idea. There is uh, plenty of people that are gay or queer, and there is uh, quite a number that are not, and um, and it's great, and though it is part of who they are, it's no one's dominating characteristic. Yeah. I do not feel like any character here is, oh, here is the gay. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when it's token or something else, it's like, all right, so we have the gay character. What else about them? Oh, the gay character likes the main character or this other person. Like, what else about them? I'm running out of things to say. Yeah. Here it was just a, um, it was an attribute many of them had, but it was just an attribute. But at the same time, you're at an all boys school and everyone's hormones is up to 11. Why? They're all in the midst of raging puberty. Mm-hmm. And, 
I went to a co-ed high school in school, so I can't say, but I went through raging puberty and it's, you know, it's, um, who knows? So I got a kick about that. And I think my favorite character in this whole series is the coach mm-hmm. <laughs> who loves the saber. Who loves the saber. The saber is the best thing we do at the Aggie say Like, we're going to go run. But you've got the coach that loves the saber and yet understands and sees the potential of everything going on. They're given the job of make the best team possible. And they don't know who the best team is yet. And they see the potential for both and the downfall of both. And they, um, is the bathroom scene where someone can and can't go in the bathroom in volume one? No, I don't think so. No, it's in volume two, I think. Okay. That's probably the best thing of the coach. So I'm talking about three <laughs> volumes here that I read. <laughs> and it's you've got this coach like, guys, you can't go in there. This person's having a moment. You can't go in there. And then the roommate shows up. It's like, all right, you can go in. And they work something out. And the emotional intelligence of this coach, of not only the technical aspects of the sport, but the emotional intelligence that this coach has for everyone else involved is phenomenal. And it's like, oh, I see why they're the coach. This person's great. Right. And it's recognizing what role they are playing and how do they bring out the best in people mm-hmm. is uh, one of the things I really enjoy is Elena was talking about like Aiden's like, oh, I've known these assholes in high school. These are real people. Mm-hmm. Is this all feels filled with real people? Mm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop talking now because I just dominated for a few minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, you, you start talking a little bit about the sort of it being like a really decompressed storyline. The one thing, having just read the first four issues, that I did appreciate, though, is even though it is decompressed, there are enough breadcrumbs for uh, background information of like, okay, what's the story with the dad? What's the story with the, the best player who, you know, like there's just some like weird little breadcrumbs there of like, okay, how is this going to play out? And so, yeah, for being decompressed, I still think it's a relatively well-plotted story. The dialogue's cheesy. Um, Especially when I read it out loud. Oh, my gosh. You read it out loud. I like Because I really like the book. I really did. And then she starts reading the dialogue out loud. And it's sort of like all of a sudden, like, on, someone gonna... reading, like, terrible lyrics to a song. Yeah, like, but you know it's what? a little cringy. That's high No, it's school. fantastic. That is high it's school. Like, <laughs> it's high school. I think the thing that's is, why it feels, it feels authentic, because that's how you're, like, angsty and you're... Like everything's yeah. so serious, and the one thing I keep cart like, like that I keep trying to remember is there's a, um, a song that's out right now that's really popular called Driver's License. Driver's License, and the girl that's in it, and I love it because it's the girl from it's the it's a it's the girl from High School Musical, the musical, the series, or whatever that's on Disney Plus. <laughs> She wrote a song about one of the other kids that's on the show with her and whatever. But the one line that always cracks me up, she's like 19 years old, where she's like, I've never felt this way about anybody else before, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, honey, you're 19. It's okay. And then, but I think back to when I was in high school, and you just think, like, the world is coming to an end because this person that you thought you felt so much for, that this was going to be it. And it's like, oh, honey, it's okay. (laughs) This song... Oh, yeah, absolutely going through my head with high school and back to high school is the cardigans, love me, love me, just say that you'll love me with Aiden. Because you've got those people that are just besotted with the guy. <laughs> yeah. And you just see like this, love me, love me, just say that you'll love me. And they are just yearning yep. for this. And Aiden couldn't give two shits. Why? Everyone in high school are super self-centered. Yeah. 
It's, it's not just a high school thing. Like I had a friend of mine at work who wanted advice on something, and I'm like, don't think that people think that much about you when they're off time. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares no that one much. Cares. It is such a freeing thing. Yeah. Anyway, would you like to give us a dramatic reading of some of the dialogue from this book? Mm. So picture this. We're sitting in our living room. Brian is quietly sitting, minding his own business, doing, I don't know, looking at his phone. And I was supposed to be reading the comic, and then I started reading, everyone says you're the best, but I'm here to do my best as well. And I stared at him, and it was, went over very well. I was waiting to yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it very much plays, like, I think, because I've also been reading a lot of manga recently as well, and it has, it's it feels very manga, like, in style, and gen, like, I told a, you. a lot of aspects of Yeah, no. It's and like, definitely a yaoi. Yeah. Yaoi. Oh, yeah, of course. What does that mean? It's basically gay young adult manga. Okay. Yowie? Yowie. Yowie. I learned a new word today. There's a whole episode okay. of South Park about Craig and, um, was it Craig and Butters? I don't know. Oh. Craig and Tweet fall in love. Does stand for something? Is that like abbreviation for something? It's Japanese. Y-A-O-I. Oh, okay. okay. Like otaku and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Uh, Adam, I've heard a whole ton from you. And Clark, did you finish the book while we were recording? Uh, yes. What the fuck is that ending? I know, right? <laughs> it's volume one. That's why we read three volumes. <laughs> that's why, saying. I mean, but Clark, that's exactly why I kept reading. Because yes. I was like, okay, this, this can't, I'm not ending here. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care if free, I... So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was like, I have to keep reading, and it helps that it's it's on Comicsology Unlimited. So it's like, okay, I'll just borrow the next one and read. And then it, after that one ended, I was like, oh no, fuck you. <laughs> We're still going. Read the third one. So like, I'll say this much: each volume is not enough to read on its own. However, it is good enough that you're like, well, I need to know what happens, and so you're like, well, I'll just borrow the next one. And it reminds me like the grassy. Keep reading. It's like fencing yeah. Degrassi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> fencing Degrassi. It actually I just want to see Drake show up very, now. very no. similar. He is. It's Harvard. Harvard is Drake. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, uh, before I hop, hop into, I did actually like did, did my research finally, and uh, the writer Pacat, I'll read her name. Um, so she fenced in high school, so she okay. had some experience with this. She spent time in Japan. That's where she got her like anime yaoi and, and kind of inspired mm-hmm. thing with this. And her big thing was that she she loves manga, she loves anime, but she's realized that a lot of that stuff always has very masculine and heterosexual males. And she wanted to tell a story about queer people, and like she loved what she wanted to do was her that quote was she wants to write things that are joyously and unabashedly queer and not mm-hmm. sad ones. And Linda, this yeah. pulls in perfectly what you were saying back in Black History Month. It's like, hey, I just want uh, like the book Strange Fruit that you read, which I wish we would have now, uh, or even back then. I want stories about these people, like their culture, or like, you know, what's about them. I don't need to hear like, Oh, the struggles, like, yeah, and that's part of it. Like, there's always going to be, you know, you need to know your history. You need to know your stonewall. You need to know, you know, your daughters of blight is all that kind of fun stuff. But I want to see just real people's lives. And I think that's why one of my favorite gay movies of all time is the movie weekend. It's literally about two guys who hook up, spend a weekend together and then go their separate ways. But it's a story about just their lives. And like, they, they do learn some things. One guy's kind of a hoe. One guy's trying to trust people again. And it's not a happy ending, but it's a real life ending. And it was never about, Oh, his life sucks because he's gay or his, he's so repressed. It's like, no, he sleeps with guys. Those are this dude. What does a weekend in their life look like? What's a micro, like give us a microcosm of their life. And that was the thing with me too, is flipping through this the first time. And I was like, you know, so this is like recommended as one of like the best LGBT 
uh, graphic novels, and then like a manga that definitely has that part thrown into it. I was like, but it doesn't seem too gay, even with like the one kid who I, I was like, are they trans? You know, what's what's going on here? And then, but the fact that people were gay or that you know what was his face was a manhole was just like it wasn't about the fact that he was a douchebag because he would fuck people over. It wasn't that he was a gay guy doing it. It was just like, well, you were just mm-hmm. an asshole. Yeah, it had nothing to do with his sexuality and the fact that. Sorry, I'm doing what I promised. I'm derailing. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, he really is, isn't he? <laughs> So, but but no, it's like that was, and now I lost my train of thought. So I don't know where I was going. <laughs> Successfully derailed. It was great because it was a queer story. It was about mm-hmm. people, and and that was just the background part of it. It was like, hey, these people happen to be somewhere on the queer spectrum, whether they're gay, bi, gender queer, whatever they are. But that's not what the story's about. It's about their lives as fencers living through school and going through, like Todd said, the raging hormones of puberty and all that kind of fun stuff. But it was an integral part of it, but it wasn't the part of it. And the bulge. And the bulge, yes. Uh, which I, <laughs> I think the fact that Clark's looking at that in high school was just kind of gross. But uh, yeah. but no, that's that was refreshing. And that was so cool to see that that was like the backstory focus of the story. It wasn't that it was just, you know, a struggle or it was like, wow, I sucks because I'm gay or I'm getting beaten up. You're yeah. one to talk about the age thing. <clears throat> hey, you were legal. <laughs> what you were saying? Oh, I was just going to say it is. Um, it, I was reading it and I was like, gosh, there are a lot of like, like the male gaze is strong in this book, which is. There is a lot of male gaze. <laughs> because it's like male gaze on male people, which is not normally what you think of when you get into comic books. It's, you know, low shirts, asses hanging out women right. is like the what you'd think. Um, but then I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, these are teenage boys and I am not a teenage girl. <laughs> I am not a teenage person. It feels so wrong to be like, dang, that guy's got a really great six pack. Yeah. He's taking off his shirt or like the, yeah, the amount of bulge in this, this book. I was like, <laughs> it's so fun. Cause it's like male gaze on male bodies, which is not something we always see, but it does feel drawn so wrong as an adult reading it. Yeah. Drawn by a woman. But yeah, it is. It is pretty funny to read it, and then I'm like, "Oh crap, they're all in high school." <laughs> they also are uh, fictional, by the Bobby, way. Bobby, fantastic, love Bobby. I love oh, Bobby too, Strap actually. Day. Yeah, uh, Bobby is probably one of my favorite. I love that Bobby saves him from wandering into the forest. <laughs> He's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> "Did some asshole Jack tell you to do that? Please don't come back." <laughs> <laughs> so good. It is what was captured so well is all these characters feel authentic and real, and you go through. I'm like. Oh, I knew these people. I knew this person. Yeah. I knew this person. I'm like, they are, they're all feel so fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, I mean, it's kind of the trade off of having a, a, where were you guys call it decompressed, a like slower yeah. uh, arc is you get more character development, I think. Um, because yeah, these first four issues, I only read volume one. I learned a whole lot about these characters and what they want and where, what they're willing to do to get it. Zero idea where they went with that. Um, and I want to know more, but yeah, I like that there are a ton of really fleshed out characters that I do want to know more about. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that goes back to, I think my biggest, my biggest critique with this book is that it needs, it deserves to be read as a series and not just one little, like, cause each one's only three issues. So yeah. is it only three? Cause there's only 12 four. issues in the whole run. Yeah, it's only so three. It's four graphic novels. Oh, so you're not getting, oh. I mean, is this an image book? Now I'm irritated. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Your hand is raised. Yes. No, it's boom box. Boom box. It's written like a web comic. Yeah. It is written like a web comic. Mm-hmm. As a trade release, <laughs> and if I had paid my $15 retail for this trade release of volume one, I'd be irritated. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So go on Comixology Unlimited and get it for free. Well, you pay for Comixology Unlimited. Yeah, but you're paying $6 a, a month to read yeah. as many comics that are on there. And I can That's finish fine. the entire right. series for that 6 bucks On Comixology, but if you're a physical print kind of person, that's where the irritation would come in. Yeah. I will also argue we argue the devil's advocate. You guys read a lot of comic books. I read four. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly manga. Sure. Yeah. Were you happy with those three issues? I only read one issue. He, he read, read one, one graphic novel. Didn't you read the whole whole of, I, I read Archie for the uh unaired episode of uh funny books. Oh no I just think you read the first trade of this. Oh yeah I read the first trade of that. Trade that's four issues three issues whatever the issue count is uh, yeah four I, issues I, four chapter like four. Yeah yeah it's um as a trade in a collection it's it's too little. Yeah. Buying it in physical would be my biggest complaint. To be fair, it's only ten dollars though. To be fair. That's still ten dollars for twenty-five pages. Yeah, but like if you're looking at like a yeah. it, but like a, a typical three trade issues. is gonna be somewhere between fifteen and twenty dollars, and that's gonna be six issues. You're yep. like, if you're DC, Marvel's five. Yeah, exactly. The price point is still fairly similar to any other trade if you look at it by a per issue thing. Right. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. And really I understand your point, but it's not horrible. But Todd, if you also think about about it the way that they have this set feels very much like a to be continued and you have mm -hmm. to watch the next episode to see what happens and so they leave you hanging to go just like i happened to me and happened to you where you were like well fuck this, right. i need to know what the hell happens and you go on to the next book if you buy it you know that's how they make their money it's it's fairly smart from a marketing standpoint <laughs> well and it, it makes is. sense yeah. too for young adults you know because yeah. like i have to as a kid I, I bought this or I've had it purchased for me. I now have to go tell my parent or guardian, the person with money, to say, hey, I, I really need this other novel. And if I don't really care to read the next thing, I'm not going to push that. I'm not going to yeah. ask to go to the bookstore. I'm not going to ask to go to the comic sure. store. So here's the thought, too. And, and uh -huh. this, this, again, we, we talked about um, Mark Wade. Is so if you were to get the four graphic novels, and this is the on sale price on Amazon, not digital, not unlimited, you're looking at fifty bucks, mm -hmm. about four hundred pages. And again, I know it's 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 just one thing, but if you go and grab Kingdom Come right now, which is the exact same length, same number of episodes, issues, you're looking at fifteen bucks. Mm -hmm. It could just be with the fact that manga is, or like the special the special one Todd has is 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 much much more expensive. Um, and you can maybe you can say. Being influenced by manga, like how the, the author was, she could be taking that approach. Because if you look at manga, it's like, you're like, oh, hey, this one's got you know, 60 different collections, and you're only going to get the first, you know, three plot points in, in the first one. Like, it's like an episode of Dragon Ball Z where they spend 20 minutes just charging up their super spirit bomb. Um, I've never seen, with Dragon Ball, I've never seen a cartoon do so many recaps and getting, I am getting so mad at you, let me gather my, uh, Naruto. My Hero Academia does quite a bit of that as well, actually. Sure. Great, I love it, what? but like, what? half of each episode is recapping the previous episode. What show? Uh, my Hero Academia. Oh, um, Gundam Wing did that a lot. Yeah. Well, because like all those, they had like a preview of the next episode. And especially if you're watching it like on Hulu, it's like preview of the next episode. You get to the next episode previously on, and then they repeat the like they start the episode and then repeat the last scene from the previous episode right. as well. Like I think there are only about five minutes of original content per episode. 
<laughs> I think a lot of that comes down to the the manga is still being written for that, so they yeah. don't want to pull a full Metal Alchemist and yeah. make up yeah. a new storyline because those. Yeah, are and like it's just possible. That could be the, the case, genre, but it's still fun. I like it, but I'm, it know. is fun. The um, so I would say reading Fence as it's fairly complete in this point was pretty good because I was irritated enough. I needed to keep reading. Mm-hmm. If I was reading this as it was coming out, it would make me mad. I'd forget yeah. about it in two weeks. Kind of a deal. And I'm like, eh, I'll come back to this later. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, anybody else have anything or are we at a good point? Um, I do want to read one of the, uh, what are these like? The, 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 the blurb. The, the blurb on the back. 10 out of 10, a shining light to fulfill all of your adorable sports manga dreams. <laughs> and I just want to know who in the world has adorable sports manga dreams because apparently I just I mean, love that that is a no, no, they haven't. Yeah, no, That's sorry. A shame. <laughs> Anyways, I've watched I just Ice really like that. Yeah. That's too straight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so Lena, what's your grade? Uh, I say A. Uh, the fact that it got me to read the next two, se- the next two uh, volumes without any question, I I think they did a good job. So yeah, cool, Ellen. Oh no, I I because we only read the f- volume one. It's incomplete. Mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly. Okay. I don't know. Okay. B plus for volume one only because it's all exposition. Yeah. And I like it, but I want, I want more. Okay. Which isn't their fault. It's mine. Yeah. So maybe I should give it an A. I don't know. This is morally, this is very hard for me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, Adam. So I, again, I have to kind of go with two grades. I'm going to give this one an A minus because it gets you invested. It pulls you into this cool world where this being Pride Month, again, the LGBT being queer is a solid backdrop, but it's not the main focus. It's not the spotlight of the story. Just, hey, this happens to be here. And the fact that it makes you want to go and read more. Now, knocking a little bit off because there's so little presented in this first, this first edition. Like, you need to read more. As a whole series, though, up until the part I'm at right now, uh, which now jumps into novels, which I'm not going to read. Um, <laughs> I would give it. A, I'd go straight A. I mean, that's it, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. I love every second of it. There's character development. Things change. People become different people, uh, and we all learned a lesson along the way. Oh, nice. Uh, based on what uh, I've seen so far in this first uh, trade, I'll probably go with a A minus. I think. I think it has a lot of potential. I really liked it. Um, it has. It very much feels like a, a manga, and uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Clark. Uh, so letter, not number, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I would give it a flat B for bulge. There we go. Okay. A flat <laughs> bulge. A flat <laughs> bulge. There we go. A flat bulge. Uh, Johanna the Mad is a great artist, though. I love the art, aside from the bulge, but... <laughs> Yeah, I just like the name Joanna the Mad. I think that's awesome. Joanna the Mad is pretty great. That's a great name. I fully support that name. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It's like Volker of the Viking. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Todd the Mad. You know, having a middle name or have something in there with the as part of your name. Yeah. Even if the two things that the is putting together is stupid. It's almost as good as wait for it as a middle name. I know. And I give this a B plus, A minus. The volume one is too decompressed. It um, the three volumes feel much better. The the first three volumes feel like a much more satisfying pause point. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read Rivals yet. And we're just talking about that first one there. It's there, but the it's um no, it's all there. 
So if he was like, oh, I wish to read this, read something, and they talk about a sports thing or they talk about I'm interested in a pride thing, it fits both really well is this actually fits multiple genres. Mm -hmm. And it can fit in there. It's like, oh, I want to read a great sports story. It's like, well, you can go watch Remember the Titans or read this, and it satisfies that category. And that's where I I think the person who wants to watch Revenge of the uh, Remember the Titans and is not necessarily going to get the same thing out of fence. I think that the, there might be a little bit of a, a whiplash there, but I, just, I understand your point. I just really wanted you to be like, it's the same gay energy. Remember the Titans? <laughs> it's all the same thing. Maybe the Sandra Bullock one. They both have great coaches. What's the problem? Yeah. Oh, the coach now is go so run. good. Now go run. The coach, the coach alone, A+, plus for having that wall that calls out the, the kid. Aiden! Like, Aiden broke up with me! Don't give a shit. Run. Go run. Yeah. <laughs> go run. See you later. I do love her. Good. Cool. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, what do we read next week? I have totally forgotten, Adam. Is it Harley and Poison Ivy? Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy is next. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Harley Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy, which is a, a new book that's come out relatively like last, yeah, last so year, I think. Has anybody pre-read this? Do we know any, anything about it? Yeah. So this takes place after Heroes in Crisis. So spoiler alert. Poison Ivy dies in Hero in Crisis, but she's brought back as a plant, kind of Swamp Thing-ish. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Harley and Ivy move back in together, and um, Ivy and her plantiness and whatnot are trying to figure some things out. But it's a whole lot of fun. It's good. It's DC awesomeness. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, sounds good. Thank you for joining us, Ellen. Thank you for joining us, Clark. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, and unless we got something else, I will say we see. You, we'll see you all later. Bye. Toodles. Who went for the low note? Ciao. Who went for what? the low note? Was that someone went for a low note? note. Oh, it was Todd. Oh, of course. Uh, oh, this guy. This guy. This guy right here. This guy talk. This guy. This guy. See, now you can prove that, like, I know where the stop button is. He does. But it Neil, just, it, it you still on. haven't pushed it yet. Yeah. I know. It just goes on for a while. It just drags on. Push the stop. You just okay. keep going. Okay. It's like, I know where it is. I'm just chewing not to. You're the kind of person that when someone says the last place to look for anything is when you find it, and they go, well, I'm going to find it and look for three more spots just to prove you wrong. And I'm like, now you're And where would I have learned that kind of of behavior from Todd? Who (laughs) do I know that is that stubborn that I've known since I was 12 years old? Why are we still recording this? Because I want Todd's shame on air is what I want. Okay, but let's talk about shame really quick. Who lost the laundry card? Oh! (laughs) Ha, ha, ha!